This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Garden Show is brought to you by the Urban Nature Store. Everything for folks who love wild birds. Six GTA locations including Woodbridge, Mississauga, and Oshawa. Visit urbannaturestore.ca. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt on the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. Good morning, one and all. Oh, this is one time I I wanted to have uh, cameras in the studio because Alan Gelman and Dave Rediger, who are, of course, just coming up with uh, the uh, Dave's Corner Garage Show following us, uh, Alan Gelman is doing the wildest interpretive dance mm-hmm. I have ever seen. Very nice. Pirouettes, everything. Mm-hmm. Almost did a grand jeté. It was absolutely <laughs> incredible. And room in that studio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we, we have a ton of fun here at the, the station, we as you do. know. AM seven forty. and frolic. And gardening, too. A bit of gardening on the side. I, I better mention why we're here. We're here, here. Yes. exactly. The voice you hear to my left mm-hmm. is that of that's, Charlie Dobbin. That's me. Right? And to she my is, right yes. is the voice of Franklin Proctor. Absolutely right. My sous chef of the garden. I am in I am the under undergarden. Correct. Yes. <laughs> and we're here to take your call. So I better get you the phone number, okay? The phone number? Ah, uh, the phone number. Phone. Phone number, okay. Four one <laughs> 416-360-0740 in Toronto. Then anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And, of course, our little mantra goes, call early, call often, one question per call, and I monitor very closely. And, of course, uh, if you're a first-time caller, James Patrick Dooley, by the way, is in the uh, captain's seat today. I know. Yeah. We haven't seen so, him in ages, so welcome, James. Let, yes. Say hi at that mellifluous tone there. Why, thank you. You're too kind. Nice to be back. (laughs) Well, it is good to see you, my friend. And there's the bell that uh, you will tell uh, James if you're a first-time caller, and we'll we'll get to you. Okay. Well, there we are. Uh, I think we're set up for calls and all that stuff. Okay. Launch is out. Everything's done. Beautiful morning. A little on the cold side. Chilly. Yeah, but... Bright and sunny. Oh, you got it, kiddo. I was blinded driving here. Blinded, literally. Oh, boy. Yeah, so if you're coming in an easterly fashion... Yes, have those shades Shades ready. ready. Yeah, exactly. You got it. Well said. All right. <coughs> Pardon me. Things mm. that are happening. Yeah. Here's something that I just put up on our web here uh, for us to double check. The Peterborough Garden Show starts on April the 2nd, which is next Thursday. Wow. Open from 5 to 9. Uh-huh. Friday, April the 3rd from 10 to 5. And Saturday, April 4th from 10 until 4. Who want to see? they got a free shuttle bus and parking, Yeah, et it's a big event. This yeah. is 15th anniversary for the love of gardening. Just, you know, if you're in the yep. area, you want to get feeling, you know, you're kind of juiced up about gardening, but it's still yeah, yeah. the ground is frozen solid and you can't really get out there. Definitely check out the show. There's a lot going on. There's lots of good vendors. There's always speakers. Um, there's food. There's all kinds of things. Anyway, it takes place at the Evanroot Center in Peterborough next 
Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Today, however, is Scarborough CD Saturday and Green Fair. It's <coughs> excuse me, on from 11 a.m. till 4 p.m. at Blessed Cardinal Newman Catholic High School, which is at 100 Brimley Road South, just south of Kingston Road. It's a very big event for Scarborough. Mm-hmm. All the nonprofits, all the organizations, the garden clubs, the horticultural societies, everybody comes together uh, to put on workshops, to swap seeds, to sell stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Toronto Master Gardeners are there. Big deal. Uh, and all, all put together actually by a lot of students really yeah. so it's a pretty cool a pretty cool thing that's today tomorrow the Hamilton and Burlington Rose Society is holding its very first meeting for 2015 that means spring must be coming when the Rose Society is talking roses yeah. then we know at some point we're going to see some some roses outside they do meet at the Royal Botanical Garden Center and that will Gardens happen this year Center. I take it uh, roses will bloom that is the theory sometime this year that huh? is the theory okay. yep, yep yep located at 680 Plains Road West in Burlington so that's huh. the Royal Botanical Gardens but it's their you know main center mm-hmm. they'll be uh, take, they'll be meeting in rooms number three and four. Renee Schmitz from Palatine Fruit and Roses uh, will be speaking on what is new in roses. So everybody, of course, is welcome. There's no entrance or parking fees, nothing like that. So again, you want to get talking roses. You can't. We can't see them yet. So let's talk about them at the Royal Botanical Gardens. Uh, and one more thing. Burlington, the Burlington Hort Society General Meeting will be held on Wednesday, April 8th at 7.30 p.m. in the Burlington Senior Center, 2285 New Street at Drury Lane in Burlington, of course. The speaker is a master gardener, David Marshall. He's going to do a hands-on presentation Mm. all about growing seeds and cuttings under lights. And again... Everyone's welcome. Refreshments, social time. There's a draw. It's a, it's it's fun. You know, it's a social event, but it's an educational social event. Very good. Okay. Okay. Well, with all of those announcements, that brings us to nine twelve here at AM seven forty, the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin mm-hmm. and yours truly, Frank Proctor, and both of those aforementioned people, Charlie Dobbin and Frank Proctor. I like that. Yes, you like that. Uh, we are both spokespersons for Sierra Sill, and delighted to be so. Yes. And the first thing I like. Charlie to do is to give you the address that <laughs> I pointed as she's pointing at me now. Stop that. <laughs> we almost got into a sword fight with That's our fingers. Right. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, it was wild. <laughs> okay. And we could only do that because we are pain free. Exactly. And uh, you know why? Because we take our Sierra cell every single day. I take three in the morning. Me too. Okay. And you know those stiff wrists and, and you know even that sort of early feelings of arthritis in the hands which I get when I'm pruning a lot. None of that happens when I take Sierracil, and it's great. It works for me, and even the knees. Any joints that have been stiff or have a tendency to become stiff, you can alleviate by taking Sierracil, completely natural mineral supplement. Comes from the Sierra Mountains, mm-hmm. hence the name Sierracil. That's right. They're based in Vancouver. Absolutely delightful people to work with. And when you go online, uh, you can check out all the reviews. People send in just Wonderful accolades. Yeah, a lot of about, testimonials. Yes, indeed. So you can call them if yep. you wish to speak to them at one eight seven seven joint fourteen, or check them on the web. As Frank said, sierrasill.ca. That's S I E R R A S I L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. 
exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, Charlie, it is time to go to the phone lines. We're jammed here, and yep. uh, let's get to it. Ran in Scarborough is on the line. Good morning, Ran. Welcome to the show. Morning. Morning. Hi, Charlie. Yeah, Frank. Uh, I'm calling about some tulips that we had in our CRISPR last fall, and we forgot about them. <laughs> yes. And uh, Sorry. Uh, when we opened them up, they were starting to sprout a mm-hmm. bit. So we just put them in a flat and covered them with some potting soil. Okay. And put them in the basement. Okay. When, when can we plant them? Do you think they'll bloom? Okay, so when okay when you put them in the CRISPR, meaning they were in the fridge. Yeah. And how long? Sort of all winter, and you just found them recently? Well, no, they were there for maybe uh, two months or more, and then we found them, like, late in the fall. It was too late to plant them. Okay. Um, all right, so and they're in the dark in the basement, but they're in soil, and you watered them in the soil? Yes, very uh, lightly. Okay. What I would do is uh, they will bloom, they should bloom, but they won't bloom until you get them out into the sunshine and into the warmth. Uh-huh. So treat them like you, you know how if you go into the grocery stores right now, you'll see pots of bulbs, tulips, daffodils, hyacinths for sale, and they're all ready to, to bloom in our homes. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically what you've done. You've forced those, you've tricked the, the tulips in the fridge, they thought it was wintertime. When uh-huh. you took them out of the fridge, they were ready to go. Yeah. So assuming they were in the fridge long enough, that would be the only challenge. If they don't bloom, it'll be because they do need a minimum of about 10 weeks uh-huh. in fridge kind of temperatures. And But they, they might be fine. So what I would do is bring them out of the basement, get them into the window. Uh, they should be in soil. What, in the soil? Just put the soil and that up in the window? Yeah. Yep, and when we plant them in pots, and you know, you'll see them, like I said, in the grocery stores. They're literally the the bulbs are just just below the surface of the soil. Uh, yeah, get them in the sunshine, water them thoroughly once. Let make sure they aren't sitting in any water, so drainage should be part of the pot they're in. And then, um, yeah, once they start to grow, uh, they'll start using more water, and just water them as you would, and they should flower. You know, within take about a week or so, but they should flower. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, and then. Once they've flowered and you've grown them on with green leaves and eight or ten weeks has gone by, you'll, they'll die down because they go dormant. Yeah. But you'll remember to take them outside and plant them at some point, either this summer or fall, so that the you know, spring 2016, they'll come up in your garden. Uh-huh. Okay, that sounds great. Thanks okay. very much. <laughs> Thanks for your Thanks call. Thanks for joining us, Ran. Right. Take care. You bet. Have a wonderful weekend. Of course, tuned right here to AM740. Now, we're going to go to the phone line, get to a, a caller from Grand Valley, and I might add, a first-time caller, Joan. There you are. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Great. Good. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. How are you? Great. What's... Good. Um, a couple of a couple of weeks or so ago, you had a lady there from Nova Scotia who mm-hmm. grew veggies and stuff. Yep. And she was talking about cucumelon. Uh-huh. I wonder how I can get some seeds. Uh-huh. Well, let's see here. I, I've just quickly Googled it because I've never grown cucamelons. Uh, Sutton's Seeds, but that is in the UK. Okay. Sutton Seeds and Plants. Uh, What's the one in St. Cap? Stokes. Stokes Seeds. Would they yeah, I wonder if we, let's, let's just try that. Okay, we're going to go oh, online yeah. to Stokes Seeds and see if they happen to have that. Yeah, she was really um, raging about, uh, you know, how great they were. Oh, yeah. That they grew really well. That'd be something um, I could do on my balcony, right? Yeah, maybe. Um, here, I'm just going uh, okay. Ontario. Okay. Because um, I'm not sure if Stokes carries them. 
Well, we shall find Amazon. Amazon.ca supposedly carries cucumelon seeds. Okay. Um, Something Halifax seed. (laughs) That might be why Nikki (laughs) Jabour is from Halifax. Maybe that's where she got them from. Something called HalifaxSeed.ca apparently sells cucumelon, spelled C-U-C-A melon. C-U-C-A melon. Melon. Yeah. And um, yeah, Thank certainly, you. yeah. Worse. And there's another one at West Coast Seeds, which of course is West Coast. West Coast doesn't have them. Oh, they don't. No, I tried. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Bessie, Bessie has watermelon radish, but they don't have cucumelon. No, oh, yeah, they're listed here as theoretical. <coughs> oh, yeah. yeah, big seed catalog. But I mean, it's a bit of an unusual one, but it certainly sounds like a fun one to grow. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, let us know how it goes. I shall. Okay, thanks. Thank, Thank you, Joan. You. And uh, next time, uh, it'll be a second-time caller. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Hey, we have to take a little bit of a break here, 921, as a matter of fact. And we'll be back to talk to another first-time caller here on The Garden Show. After these words, you are listening to The Garden Show from AM740 as we broadcast live and direct from Liberty Village. The first voice you'll hear will be that of James Patrick Dooley. So do give us a call. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, stalks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, along for the ride. Uh, well, hey, do you know what? what? We have another first-time caller here, Excellent. my friend. Yes, indeed. Let us go to, I believe it's Lonsboro and June. Good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. I just love your show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Welcome to the show. Where is Lonsboro? Lonsboro is south of Blythe. Do you know where Blythe is? Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. About an hour north of London. Okay. All oh, right. Yeah. Well, well, that's right. my hometown, so I know I you should know London, that well, yes. for heaven's sake. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay, <laughs> what's on your mind today, love? Okay, I dug up some double pink busy lizzies in the fall, mm-hmm. and I took clippings from them the past few months, and I put them in water, and they rooted, and I potted them up, mm-hmm. and they're getting quite tall. Mm-hmm. How do I make them bush out rather than get tall and just thin? Okay, number one, make sure they're in lots and lots of light. Like in a bright sunny window. Obviously, when you go outside, you can go into, you know, half day sun and shade. But inside, they're going to, we call it stretching when they they get really tall and spindly if they're not getting enough light. But remember with any of the plants that are, they start as a single stemmed plant. Coleus is a classic for this as well. And it'll grow into a miniature tree if you just let it grow straight up. So don't hesitate to pinch the top. Uh, or remove the top of the plant with with a pair of scissors or your thumbnail, and that will force side branches out. Okay. By will rem- there be a, a small plant come from the bottom too, or just side branches? Mm, depends where the... Okay, so at every where the leaves are coming now, mm-hmm. there's a little bump on the stem, and that's called a node. And at each of those nodes, not only is that leaf coming out, but there's a bud underneath hidden in that in that axle between the leaf and the stem. So typically shoots will shoot out at each of the nodes. So if there's a node down low to the, to the soil surface, very likely a branch or another stem will grow from there. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, Should that's, I fertilize them or not? I would. If you haven't fertilized them at all yet, I no. would. 
a, a weak solution. But remember, they're going to grow even more. So, you know, be prepared. Make sure they're in a pot where they've got sufficient, mm-hmm. you know, soil mm-hmm. and room for their roots and getting enough light as well. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call. Thanks for joining our show, June, and uh, delighted to hear from you anytime. Doors always open there. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Well, Ron in Orangeville is next. Hi, Ron. Good morning. Good morning. I have uh, some avocado trees that I started. Mm-hmm. They're about two years old. There was five of them in one pot, and I transplanted them about uh, two weeks ago. Okay. And... The leaves have all wilted and going crispy. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if they'll come back or not. Hmm. Well, okay, so all five of them were in, were in one pot. When you took the five out and separated them, were their roots all intertwined with each other? I didn't, I didn't separate them. I just took them out of the oh. pot and put them into a bigger pot. Oh. So the roots are all, I didn't disturb the roots at all. Hmm. And this is what has me questioning... Yeah why they went like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, transplanting is always stressful for plants. And typically, your timing would have been a fairly good time because now the plants are more able to handle stress because they recognize the days are getting longer and they're all excited about the temperature getting warmer and and they're full of a lot of energy right now. And it's typically an okay time to do the transplanting that you've suggested. Was it brand... Brand new potting soil. Uh, um, a good uh, dose of uh, Miracle Grow, just to help them through the stress period. I thought, mm-hmm. and like I was getting my dahlias started and everything, and I thought, oh, it's a good time to transplant these days. The mm-hmm. sun's coming in really strong. Mm-hmm. So basically, you took them from one pot to a bigger pot and added more soil. Right. Okay, and it was fresh. Uh, soil that you put in potting soil. It was um, wasn't from another pot or anything. No, it was all fresh soil. Hmm. Uh, okay, and when you see you gave a good dose of miracle Grow, uh, that would have been the, you mixed up the miracle Grow in water and watered the plant thoroughly with the mixture. Right. Okay, and you followed the instructions. There's not a chance that you overdosed on the miracle Grow, is there? Oh, there could be. Okay, so that could be what's going on. <laughs> Tell you what, it, when next time it's time to water, uh, no more miracle Grow pure straight water but really put like really flush water through just in case that's what's happened that that is a bit too like the bit too strong of a solution of miracle grow that okay um it's a salt right fertilizer is salt and you'll you'll actually burn the roots if the solution is too strong so what i would do we can we neutralize by by just clean fresh water just flush i mean you could even put the the plant in the bathtub and water 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 and let water you know drain through drain through and let it just sit there overnight and continue to drain and put it into the sun tomorrow as an idea too just in case that's what's happened because it okay. shouldn't Thank have happened it shouldn't be crispy okay have a great day guys Thank hey, thanks ron all the very best to you and yours, and uh, we'll go from Orangeville right back to town here. As a matter of fact, Marie is on the line. I've got nothing but roses for you, Marie. Oh, that's what she wants you, to talk I about. I have a pot of roses given to me, and I'm assuming that roses are an, uh, perennials. Uh, well, um, are they little mini roses? Yes. Okay. Um, they, it depends. Was there a tag in, in the little pot? Like, did it say grown in Canada anywhere? It, just, it said Canada on the bottom of the pot. Okay. No other tag on it. 
Okay. So when the mini roses are grown in Canada, many of them are fairly hardy, actually. Um, Aldershot Greenhouses is the biggest mini rose grower, oh, really? I think, in the entire world, but certainly in Canada. And many of their mini roses are sweet, little, sweet little mm-hmm. roses. Um, can You're wondering, can you put it outside and will it survive? No, I'm, I'm, I live in an apartment. Oh, okay. So I'm wondering if I transfer it to a larger pot, will it continue to grow? Like, will it bloom again as well? Yeah, it should. You just have to give it what it wants. All roses want lots and lots of light. Do you face south in your apartment? Yes. Perfect. So it should be right in the sunny windowsill as a permanent location, whether it's in the pot it's in now or it's in a bigger pot. So make sure it's always got lots and lots of sun. You're going to have to turn that pot every week you know, half turn just to help it grow in a in a more um, uh, balanced Evenly fashion, distributed fashion. That's yeah. right. And when it, it it will flower sporadically on and off. When it's finished, when a flower is finished, just go in there with a little pair of scissors and trim off the little flower when it's done, because you don't really want it to set the little rose hips. Those are seeds, and you don't want to go there. You want to grow a. a a little green bush that's going to pop out flowers um, now and then. Our last color mentioned miracle Grow, and your rose would love to be fed with miracle Grow as long as you make sure you follow the directions, mix it up as per directions, and water the rose with fertilizer, mm-hmm. and miracle Grow is a perfectly good one, uh, about once a month, and make sure that when you water, you water thoroughly and let it get fairly dry between waterings. You. Okay. That information. If you have a little mister or spritz or something like that, um, this time of year is not so important, though roses do love to be spritzed. But in the winter, you'll have to remember that uh, it's so dry in our homes. Oh, right. Yeah. You have to do, keep, do whatever you can to keep the humidity up in January and February uh, because roses are quite susceptible to spider mites, and spider mites love the hot and the dry that we get in January. Oh. So, you know, you're, pro- you're good this summer, but just stay on top of next winter. I did, uh, as soon as I got it yesterday, I, I, sp- uh, I did use some of that to keep away any mites that might come in with it. Yeah, good. Good idea. Excellent. Okay, Marie. Thank sounds, you. Sounds thank you like so much for joining us. You got it under control there. <laughs> Good for you. Now, as we, as we wave bye-bye to Marie, mm. uh, that leaves two lines open here to the Garden Show. So if you are in the Toronto area, here's the number for you to call, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, toll-free doesn't cost you one single cent, my friend. 1-866-740-4740. And just before we go to our next caller, quick note about Earth Hour. That's coming up tonight. It is. Yeah. Are you going to be celebrating Earth Hour? Well, you know, I hadn't really thought about it, but, um, gee, we're going to have to kind of put our noggins together. really good opportunity to get romantic. Oh, oh. Think about it. Just... Hmm. You just light a few candles, yes. turn off all the lights, oh. put on some nice music. Hear that, Shirley? You have a whole wow. hour. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Think about it. Okay. Well, okay, so it's not just about romance, but no, no. for sure that's – I mean, Earth Hour is, for, is – People who celebrate Earth Hour are people who are joining a movement which is saying, mm-hmm. you know, climate change yeah. is not good. Uh, it's something that needs to be addressed and it's it's a, a way of sort of registering your dissatisfaction with the, the way the world is yeah. working. Matter of and fact, millions a of people participate. very good friend of mine just sent me a song. Pete Dowen uh, in St. Catharines wrote a song about 
Earth Hour and the Earth itself. And it, Peter, I want to tell you, it's a great song. I'm going to be contacting a little bit later. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, there's some things going on yeah. in Toronto. Look at this. There's a free astro tour at U of T's Earth Science Center. So tonight, um, there's an Earth Hour walk at Lambton House, the Beach's third annual Earth Hour Lights Out event, Ronsi's Earth Hour Walk, which oh, is Ronsi's Fails, and Lights Out with Mill Street. I guess that Mill Street. Drink beer. <laughs> hey, hey, wait a minute. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Lots to do. <laughs> Exactactement. Hey, let's welcome our next caller. She's okay. been waiting a lot. And I think, Margaret Little Britain, mm-hmm. uh, you're a first time caller, I understand. So wait a minute. I'm to get. Welcome. There's but your wings. Just a little bit west of Lindsay, right? That's right. Well, help, uh, help. I mean, <laughs> welcome. Welcome as I help you do the show. Yes, I'm going to help good myself. Good morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a problem. What's going on? Um, I have a, well, I'm a first-time tomato grower, mm-hmm. grower mm-hmm. and um, I've got about five or six plants here, and I've planted them way too soon, <laughs> and now they're about a foot high, and... Uh, Growing. <laughs> what to do with them? <laughs> when did you plant them? In February, oh, I started with the seedlings. A bit early, yeah. and then I uh, I transferred them to a well, a little four-inch pot, and uh, that was fine. And now, now I've had to go to a six-inch. I was oh going to say, God. I hope they're not a foot high in a four-inch pot. That would be <laughs> that would be a tough. Yeah, are you planning on feeding the entire community of Little Britain there? Pardon me. Are you going to uh, feed the entire community yes. of Little Britain? My God! Well, I I actually got them from a tomato that I did eat. Oh, and nice! I saved the seed. Nice! Wow! Good for you. Okay, so two options. One is. Uh, yeah, you, there's not a lot you can do when you plant your tomatoes too early other than do what you've done. Uh, you may have to go from a 6-inch pot to an 8-inch pot because okay. we're still quite a ways from being frost-free. Right. <laughs> you've got to do whatever you can in terms of the you know maximize the light. Uh, that will help keep the plants more compact. Okay, uh, so if, I just keep it in the light. I've got yeah. it in an east window now. So. Yeah, if you've got a west window, that might even be brighter. Where, oh. Wherever you get the most light is where okay. you want to keep them. The other thing is if you still have some seeds left from <laughs> no you planted them all eh? all right it's gonna say because you could start a few more now <laughs> i know i wish i could have but i didn't do that <laughs> um or i'm just trying to think i mean do you have any friends that have a greenhouse i mean that'd be the thing is get them into the brightest most greenhouse type environment that you could come up with and they will start to flower they will start to bear fruit very quickly if you can really? give them the right conditions right that's oh. that's the challenge right now mm-hmm. so if you bottom line is don't be don't hesitate and don't be afraid to put them into bigger pots okay. and get some stakes because they're going to be, you know, six feet tall by the time you get outside with them. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good to me. All right. Okay, thank you Good very luck much. with that. Oh, Bye. thanks for joining us on the show, Margaret. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we're having a great weekend. I mean, as far as sunshine is mm-hmm. concerned, that's, that's for sure today on this Saturday. What yes. date is it? I've lost 28th. 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 Wow. And you know what else? Yeah. There's something else going on today. Uh, there's a grand opening uh, yeah. in Hamilton. For anybody who's listening from the Hamilton area, okay. Terra Greenhouses uh, is a quite a lovely garden center, mm. but it's more than a garden center. It's like a lifestyle center. They just they have all plants, obviously, and everything to do with plants, mm. but, you know, cool tools and cut flowers and... You know, children's fun gardening yeah, yeah. stuff. So anyway, it's a it's a nice nice company, beautiful stores, opening a brand new store today in Hamilton at three four zero highway number twenty. 
Uh, okay, so this is the first 200 guests today receive a free orchid. Now, the, sh- the store did open at 9 o'clock, so the first two, um, there may there may still be some orchids left. Maybe, you never maybe. know. Oh, yeah. Get in your car, rush on over. We should plan on going there, doing a live broadcast from there. Uh, looks like they've got a deal going with a different station. Oh, well, heck with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I hadn't mentioned that. Yeah, mm, yeah. Thank you very much. But nevertheless... <laughs> Someone mentioned to them that Charlie and Frank said hello and congratulations. Yeah, that's right. Well, and I but did... But next time we're sending a bill. At yeah. one time I did uh, host a, a radio show uh, which was sponsored by Tara Greenhouses out of Hamilton okay. on CHML. Okay. So I have sort of a soft spot for them. All righty. All right. Very good. Okay, okay. You've, you've explained yourself and uh, right. all that sort of thing. Now, Sophie in Etobicoke, anxious to talk to you right now. Hi, Sophie. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. I must say I listen to your program all the time, almost all the time. Oh, good. Uh, time permitted. Um, I have a question. I'm not sure if you mentioned it before. When is the best time to spray the fruit trees? So you're talking about spraying with the dormant yes, spray? Yes, dormant spray. Okay, it's so a very good timing to ask this question. You can use dormant spray anytime starting now, okay. but you, there are some conditions that need to be met. Number one, it has to be above zero, okay. which is not today. Today it's not going above zero, so you won't be spraying today. Otherwise, today would have been a good day, though, because you want it to be um, preferably clear and sunny, right. definitely no rain in the forecast for at least 24 hours after you spray. And we also typically do our spraying when it's not windy. Right. Because the plants are dormant. Fruit trees are dormant. They're just real, you know, if it's a big mm-hmm. tree, it's still pretty spindly and you're spraying. And there's a, quite a lot of overspray because there's not a lot of leaves to catch the spray. So you, that's why you avoid doing it when it's, when it's uh, like not windy because otherwise you end up wearing a lot of the spray. Right. And it is a horticultural oil and lime sulfur mixed with water. Right. So oh. no wind, sunny and sunny for 24 hours, preferably, or clear for 24 hours, and above zero. Those are the conditions. Right. Uh, what about if, if the spray, by any chance, gets onto the vegetable garden, is it, uh, should I be covering that? No. No, no, no. There's nothing toxic about the spray. Okay. It's, um, but it, it is an oil. There is oil in it, okay. so that's why you don't want to be wearing the spray. Or you know, if you are going to end up, if there's a bit of a breeze, because you have to be very uh, conscientious when you're spraying to spray the entire plant. It's got to right. be dripping, so 360 degrees. So you got to walk all the way around. Right. You might be spraying up, and it's you know drips are coming down. So wear a raincoat or whatever, just because it you know it's a it's an oil based spray. It will not hurt you or hurt any plants. Um, but, you know, again, be careful, say, of furniture. You don't want to be spraying and, and have the spray drift over onto furniture, that sort right. of thing. Right, but, Okay. But That's otherwise, thanks so no much. worries. You're very welcome. Yeah, have a good day. Thank you. All right, you, you too, love. Bye. There we are, Sophie from uh, Etobicoke. Yeah. Problem may be solved. I hope so. Well, it's good. I'm glad she's yeah. thinking about that and she brought it up because it's absolutely the right time to be thinking about it. Well, thinking about things mm-hmm. like uh, callers, etc., mm-hmm. very shortly I'm going to be introducing you oh, yes. to the president of the Frank Proctor International Fan Club. I don't Kim think Cushel. I've ever met Kim, you, well, but I'm a member. Yes, you're a member. She sent me a membership card. Well, there you I'm are. I'm going to take it out right she's, now. <laughs> she's going to be on the air with us momentarily. <laughs> First, we have to take a break here at 941 on The Garden Show from AM740 featuring the lovely and talented Frank Proctor. No, no, uh, wait a minute. Uh, lovely and talented... <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Dobbin. There we go. Lovely and talented Back in a moment, and she's going to beat me during the next commercial. You know oh it. Oh, my God. Don't change the radio station. 
Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the sous chef of the garden, uh, yours truly, Frank Proctor. And introducing you now, and Charlie, I'd like you to meet Kim Cushell from Aurelia, who is the president of the Frank Proctor International Fan Club. Hello and good morning, Kim. Good morning. Good <laughs> morning, Kim. Hello, Charlie. Nice. I'm shaking your hand. All right. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet I'm, you, too. I'm holding... You sent me. I, I'm an exclusive member. member. Yes, you are. Of the, uh, you know, elite it fan elite. club, it says here. Very elite. Uh, it, I, I will note for listeners, in case they wanted to join this very elite international Frank Proctor fan club, the only things you need to do is stuff like enjoy Frankie's funny bones and enjoy Frankie's wild and wacky sense of humor. Well, that's not hard to do. No, it's and, not. And certainly live life to the fullest <laughs> right. and all those important other little things that people have yeah. to do in order to, to the belong. Yeah, so thank so, you. Thanks, thanks for letting, letting me be a member. Well, I asked Frank if you'd like to be. So. Oh, okay. Well, I think uh, our last count is I think we've got eight uh, <laughs> on, on board. I so that's one. And we have two posthumously. That's, <laughs> oh, my cat and die. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. yeah. True. Anyway, I'm phoning you. I've just been given an elephant ear plant. Yes. How do I look after it? So it's in a pot? It's in a pot. I have two of them, actually. Okay, and when you say elephant ears, uh, green leaves or colored leaves? Green leaves with spots. Green leaves with spots. So would you like to put it outside in the summer? Can it go outside? Yep, it can. Oh, okay. So elephant ears grows from a tuber. So right. in that pot under the ground is a tuber. Uh-huh. And, of course, the leaves look just like an elephant ear. They and do. it like shaped like an elephant ear. Right. And if it's a, some of the elephant ears, there's many varieties, they get huge. Like they, they, Well, this one's quite big. Is it? Okay. Yep. And, I mean, that's, again, partially where the name elephant ear comes from is mm. that it's the size of an elephant's ear. Mm-hmm. So outside, uh, part sun, part shade. Okay, like I get the afternoon sun. Uh, okay, you probably... F- an apartment. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah, yeah outside, and just make sure it's in a big enough pot, because yep. it's going to be the pot that limits the size of the plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's probably in, what, a six-inch pot now, maybe? Um... Maybe a little bigger, maybe, eight. Maybe eight, okay. Yeah. So within, by the time you're ready to go outside, when we're frost-free... Mm-hmm. Um, when will that be? Next gosh, December? July, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You'll probably want to pot... You'll be ready to pot it up a size before okay. you go out. Uh-huh. And remember with a plant that's tender and it's been inside our house and we want to get it outside mm-hmm. and that hot sun is going to be blasting mm-hmm. onto yeah. your balcony. So it gets quite warm in the afternoon. Yeah, so what yeah. you'll do when you first take it outside is you'll just take it out in the morning and okay. then you'll make sure it's tucked into a shady spot oh, for the be. afternoon yeah. and you'll do that for two weeks before okay. you actually sit it in its pride of position where it's going to get some sun. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. It's called hardening off. So you introduce it to the real world gently. Okay. Okay. And, and water it. Water as necessary. It'll tell you. It'll start to flag a bit. I mean, you don't want to have it sitting in water because that tuber we're talking about will rot. Okay. But it will take a fair amount of water. You know, the uh-huh. bigger, those big leaves, mm-hmm. you, you know, lose a lot of moisture, uh, particularly mm-hmm. on the, in that, you know, western, windy, potentially spot. Yeah. So, uh, so do stay on top of the watering. Okay. You can let it dry down fairly dry, but mm-hmm. don't let it, you know, get bone dry because it'll okay. just collapse. All righty. Okay. Sounds good. good Thanks, luck. Kim. Sounds good. Good to talk to you guys. <laughs> okay, right. you take care, my Thanks love. Thanks for okay. calling. Talk to you soon, Frank. Oh, you bet. Okay, Bye-bye. be good. Yeah, oh, I'll be, I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. I can't guarantee good at what? Good at what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, 948 here, and we've got time before we take an extra little break here to uh, 
Well, we have a first-time caller from oh, Burlington. Mm, Just a minute. Moselle, welcome to the show. Uh, good morning. First, now, I'd like to say I love your show. I love all the shows on 740. Well, oh, there good. you go. Now, right away, right away, you, you presented like you. me a problem. You've also presented me a solution. Since you were so wonderful, James Patrick Dooley, you've had a discussion with him saying, actually, uh, you uh, have two questions. Sorry, I didn't hear that. You have two questions, apparently. And yes. because you're um, a first-time caller and because you're so sweet and giving the station such a great recommendation, I'm going to offer you a bit of dispensation here. So go ahead with that <laughs> first question. Ahead. Yes. Okay, the first question is, I'm just wondering if I could, by any chance, be allergic to all my lovely flowers. Um, this year, out of character, absolutely everything has bloomed <laughs> too early. I have a, a seven-foot bougainvillea that... The, the flowers are so big, it's just heavy. Wow. I have uh, two oleander trees in mm. full bloom. Mm-hmm. All the orchids that never have a flower, <laughs> they're all flowering. Wow. Violets, I mean, you name it. And I'm just wondering, am I allergic to this? Because I can't get rid of my congestion. Uh-huh. I was on antibiotics two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and everything was good. And it's, I'm just come back again, like a sinus blockage, you know? Well, okay, a couple of things. One is... I know from speaking to people around me and my family, there has been a, oh. a sinus thing going on. Absolutely. There's I've been a, a lot of people yep. suffering from congested sinuses that just don't uncongest. Yep. Okay. A couple of things I would recommend. It is possible with so much flowering going on, there's a lot of pollen in yep. your house or in the in the room as a result. Yep. And when we – we don't even have to be allergic, but pollen grains are very – how do I say? Uh, they're Invasive. very well. They're very sharp. They're, they they that's because they're pollen. They need to. They travel and they grab onto things. So they are very irritating to our sinuses. So Salinex. Salinex is a saline solution designed as a nose spray. I highly recommend that you. I'm you, doing the nasal spray, the na- nail med. Okay, good. And you're doing that every day. Yep. Okay, perfect. Now I've got. Uh, some some spray from the doctor too. Okay, yeah, because that mm-hmm. that's something that washes, keeps our, okay. our sinuses clear, and so will wash like out the pollens. Oleander could be poisonous, right? The oleanders are very poisonous. Every part of the plant is poisonous. So. I know, so that's I'm just I'm I'm kind of concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean if I mean if you put it outside, it will die. If you have a friend, you could give it to till summer. Perhaps that might be a way to deal with it, or or give it up and let it go. You could also consider just cutting all the flowers off of it. Oh, I could never do that. No. I died before I did that. Yeah. You should see this thing. I yeah. mean, it's like a, it's like a wedding. Oh well, isn't that amazing? Yeah, double, so it's a oleander. bit of a tough one. Um, I mean, I, I've never heard anybody, you know, be allergic to indoor flowering plants. But okay. with such a quantity, it's possible, depending yeah. on your sensitivity. But okay. as far as as far as Okay. Yeah, this little bug that's going around is really invasive to so many people. I've been undergoing this damn thing, and it, yeah, and it goes science. away for a bit, and then comes back. Yeah, yeah. You know, I okay. think everybody. I think I'm going to keep my plants then. Yeah. Okay. Would, now you had a you had a second question. I'm going to allow yeah, you the here. Second question okay. is, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a lover of hibiscus, mm-hmm. and I've had like trees flowering all year, mm-hmm. and the white fly on the hibiscus mm. is just. I cannot get rid of it. I've done everything. So it so my question is once you see them should you just throw the plant out? 
because it, it gets onto everything else. Right. And and the pro- white fly eggs are so tiny that you, they're very hard to see. And right. then they hatch. And, of course, the white flies are very obvious. And they will fly around all over the house. That's everything else. That's right. Um, so, yes, it it is difficult to get rid of. The one product I have used that I found worked only if you use it as per directions, is a product called End All. So E-N-D. Yeah, I used that. Yeah, you did. But you, you must spray now more I'm than I'm at the peroxide once. stage. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah, but you see, the thing is, when we use the End All, of course, it'll knock down the flying insects, mm-hmm. but they'll try and get away from the spray. But we have to spray again as the eggs are hatching. So yeah. it's kind of an ongoing thing. But you're right. Otherwise, it's just cut the plant right back or, or give it up. Do the eggs go into the soil? No, they're on the backs of the leaves. Okay, the leaves only. Yeah. All right, great. Thank okay. you so okay, much, Okay, Moselle. Thank right, you for joining you us. Very good. And that brings us to our next break. As a matter of fact, I want you to go to the website for me. Oh, right, right, right. Out. We're, yes, I just yes, wanted I, to, I run the Charlie and I, here. as you know, uh, are spokespeople for uh, Sierra Sill, mm-hmm. happily so. And I keep saying, you know, check out the reviews. So I've just gone to the section our Charlie has for me. Uh, and here's one from Pat in uh, Calgary. Calgary. I'm sending you this letter to let you know how your Sierra Joint Formula 14 has been helping me in February of last year. I found out I have osteoporosis in my left knee. My husband heard from a friend at work about your product. He went out, got me to try it. I tried them, and since then, I've been on them and using them, and my left knee has been pain-free. I'm a senior. I am 64 years of age. And that's the classic. I am pain-free. When when using Sierra Sil, it doesn't work for everybody. You will know if it works for you within 14 days. So if if it works, it really works. It's quite magical. And it's just three little pills. looks like dust inside of a okay. capsule. It is a completely natural, natural mineral from the Sierra Mountains that magically oils the joints, takes the pain away, take chronic pain, disappears from, from any stiff or achy joints. It certainly has worked for me and Frank and Elliot, my mom, swears by it. Dolly so, swears by it. Exactly. Yeah. And Dolly's 87 years and old. And she says she gets frisky. That's exactly right. That's right. <laughs> so, so, you know, if, if it's, oh. a, it's worth a try. Like, yeah. And, of course, the phone number is connected to that 14 days. So one eight seven seven joint 14 or check them on the web, sierrasil.ca. And keep in mind, if you have sore muscles, you want to use a analgesic spray, the topical spray, Sierrasil topical spray. Try it out. You'll, you'll smell just like you've fallen from a pine tree. <laughs> Unbelievable. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden, here to welcome from Pickering, Josephine, first time caller. There you go. Hi, Josephine. Welcome to the show. Frank and Charlie, how are you today? Excellent. Wonderful. I'm calling in regards, I have a strange animal in my house. It's my mother's plant. It's a Hoya. Uh And my mother died 17 years ago, and it hasn't bloomed since then. Uh Now, it's shiny. The foliage is great. It's growing beautiful, but I haven't had a bloom on it. So tell me, what kind of sunshine is it in? It faces south. Okay, good. And it's right in the window. Right. Excellent. How often do you water it? Uh, 
when the soil starts to dry out, then I water it. Okay, so what I would suggest you do is let it dry right out. Let it go as dry. Let it dry right out. Because remember those thick, waxy leaves are fairly fairly thick, and they are able to um, store liquid in them. So the soil can become like a desert, and the plant will still be quite perky. So if you're watering, say, regularly about once a week, extend that to once every 10 days or, or once every two weeks. Okay, and I think, because the leaves are uh, a nice, shiny green. Mm-hmm. I think you'll find that if you uh, give that plant a little more, um, a little drier environment, it will suddenly pop some flowers on you. Okay, then. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Right. Have a good weekend. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Everybody Thank have you. a great weekend. Uh, all our gardeners calling in today. What a pleasure to welcome you to the show and uh, get you set for Dave's Corner Garage, which is coming up next. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's up for you today, my friend? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, one of those days. I have a packed day. From yeah. here, we go for breakfast. Yeah. After breakfast, I'm going to visit a friend of mine who runs a company called Who Does Your Garden? She runs a maintenance company, so I'm going to go visit her. Then I'm going to get some groceries for my daughter who's studying and writing essays and doesn't eat enough. So I have to get some (laughs) drop groceries off for her. It's amazing. The umbilical cord is never really cut. I know. And then I go, I'm going to pick up my dad. I'm going to take him home and cook him dinner. Oh, my gosh. It just goes on. You just got a packed day. I do. I do. Oh, my gosh. I'm caregiving. A lot of caregiving. Ah, there you go. But you and you? Well. Well, uh, Shirley is is in town with me, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to go. Uh, well, we're having breakfast, of course, with uh, you yes. in, in High Park at the uh, Grenadier Restaurant, mm-hmm. and then once you pop, because we all ride in Charlie's car out there, <laughs> we, she brings us back, drops us off at the station, and then we're going to tear off to Costco, get some ribs, because we're having dinner tonight about five o'clock with uh, Toby and Katie and my three grandkids Aww. who live one floor above nice. and uh, so Toby's going to be doing the cooking there and uh-huh. I shall be providing the wine uh, 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 the wine and the ribs and the ribs okay. and the ribs so yeah alright sounds fun. good yeah so we both have a packed oh, family and I'll be back at 2 o'clock that's right you're going to fit that in between exactly alright well you have a wonderful day have a good show later on thank you and uh, thank you Frank thank you James Patrick Julie nice to have you on board for a day anyway and thanks to all of our great callers see you all again next week The Garden Show is brought to you by The Urban Nature Store. Everything for folks who love wild birds. Six GTA locations including Woodbridge, Mississauga, and Oshawa. Visit urbannaturestore.ca. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.